Welcome to the House School Podcast. My name is Shane Allen from Keller Williams Realty, joined as always by my good friend and yours, Justin Kiesel from All County Home Inspections. Justin, how you doing? Good. Good to be How here. Are you doing good? Because I'm. Mean, uh, we're going to talk about kitchens here in a second, which you saw in, in the podcast title. But Justin, it is it is real estate agent. I think awareness or safety month or something like that, or it might have been last month at this point. I'm yeah. not sure. Yep. But I would like to extend it out to all you home inspectors. I don't know if you guys have a month, <laughs> but I feel like you guys need to have a year, a home inspector safety year, because my friend Justin here has been getting viciously attacked by fleas. Yeah. I I've been doing this for five years and this year in particular, this summer uh, has been crazy for fleas. I don't know why, but I would say in the past two months, I've, we've had three different properties through the business that have uh, flea infestations. And the most recent one was two weeks ago and they, they hitchhiked home with me. So, Oh yeah. Yeah, so this no this good. whole this whole week has been uh, has been super clean. Uh, spray everything down, vacuum everything twice. You know, hot wash everything in hot water. It's been, it's been you guys just great. you guys just don't have the good luck with the bugs over there. You no. got the, you got you got bed bugs, getting fleas now. Bugs. Yeah, honestly, when yeah. They, that like a couple of years back when there was those Africanized bees or whatever, what was it? The murder hornets. The murder like, hornets. Yeah, like Justin's about to get murder horneted yeah. for sure. Yeah. Saw those Maybe. buggers, and I was like, Justin's about to get stung by one of these these bad boys. Maybe we'll see. I mean, they haven't caught on yet, but I might be the first. Well, I just wanted to wish all, all the fellow home inspectors listening to this podcast because I assume we have a we have a huge home inspector audience. Oh, definitely. I, I just want to let you know that I'm looking out for you guys. You know, and I wish you wish you luck in all in all your endeavors. We uh, appreciate it. But we're going to start off today. We're moving down the home. We've done bathrooms. We're moving into the kitchen. Uh, yes. Because people, this is a huge selling point. Kitchens and bathrooms, especially with like marketing pictures online, they say that yep. those are the two biggest ones. When people are looking at the Zillow houses, they can flip through a backyard. Who cares? When they get to the kitchen, this is it. This is going to be the, the big selling point of a home. So Justin, as a home inspector, when you walk into a kitchen, what are you looking for? What do we got to know? Yeah, there's a lot of stuff that we that we look at. So typically, when you go through with somebody, um, they're focusing on the function, flow, the layout, um, aesthetics, the aesthetics yeah. of it. Um, you know, age of appliances and just the general feel of it. Mm-hmm. Um, we kind of look at it in a uh, form, you know, function over form, I guess, or maybe the other way around, Mm -hmm. but in the sense of, is everything working? Is everything installed correctly? Um, Do we have any leaks? Do we have um, breaks in cabinetry or countertop or, you know, openings where uh, we can get water penetration underneath the countertop, stuff like that. So we start from the top. Um, We assess the um, type of stove connection within our, if we're writing a report for you, we assess the type of stove connection is the gas is electric start, start there. Um, do you have an internal or an external vent? So a lot of times, um, and now more so than others, we're going for these like ranges that are 
in the middle of an island and they are good for open seating and an open floor plan and for hosting and things like that. However, if you don't have a hood over your stove, um, there's nothing to act as a fire break in the event of a grease fire um, or you leave something on the stove and you know you can get to that eventuality. So um, we're always looking to see if there's a range hood that's installed. Um, and if there is not one, I'm always going to recommend it. Um, but otherwise, the big stuff we're looking for is leaks underneath the faucet. Are the cabinets uh, in good working order? Are they properly adhered to the walls? Um, we're checking to see if there's GFCI outlets, um, which is ground fault circuit interrupts. I think we've covered that before. You were talking about the bathrooms, but yeah. Yeah, exactly. So so just a real quick one more time. Um, they're, they're an outlet that is checking to see if, if uh, power is escaping from the circuit, because if it is, then it assumes it's going through you. So it shuts the power off. They're a safety device. So uh, we're always checking to see if those are installed. Um, but generally speaking, it's, it boils down to that. You know, we gloss over a lot of the um, aesthetics, you know, if, if things are outdated or if things are generally say ugly looking, you know, we just kind of glance over it. Uh, I just kind of see what's there and if it's in good working order. I guess so, so obviously leaks are a big thing, right? If oh, there, what is like, I guess, what's the scale where like a leak is like, oh my God, to, you know, this is, this kitchen is, you need to strip this kitchen. Like what's, what's the scale of, of things? So any kind of leak is, is a get a plumber in here. ASAP mm-hmm. uh, because a leak is is an indication of it's a failed system okay so it can be either um, a damage to a sink trap uh, or it can be a water line connection um, either way if you're going to use that appliance um, it can always get worse so it's it's kind of a uh, there's a leak it needs to be fixed. So the other issue is if, if we catch a leak like underneath the sink, it's in the cabinetry, that is a closed space. So if there's a lot of stuff under there, which I see a lot, I see, you know, cleaning supplies and just general storage of stuff so it can obstruct your view sometimes. Um, if you don't know that you have a leak and it continues for a long time, you're going to get mold. And I do see that fairly often too. We find mold underneath and in cabinetry fairly often. Mm. So um, that is usually the source of the moisture is a leak of some kind. So if we do find a leak, it's a, um, it's always a red flag. Okay. Um, electrical stuff. I mean, you touched with it. Uh, with the, you know, you, you want stuff to be grounded. Is there anything else you're looking for? Is there like, I don't know, is there a certain amount of, uh, you know, outlets you're looking for? Are you looking for, you know, stuff to be specifically um, wired for, you know, electric stoves and appliances and stuff like that? Are, are yeah. you, what, what are you looking for as far as electrical goes? Yeah. So there's, so when, when I'm doing a home inspection, there's a couple steps to it. 
um, because I end a home inspection with the interior a lot of times. So I've already looked at the electrical panel. So after I've looked at the electrical panel, I'm going to make a mental note. I'm going to say, okay, there is this number of 240 breakers. That's a double pole breaker, Mm -hmm. which is going to indicate to me, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to do a little mental math and say, okay, do we have AC? Well, yes. Okay. Here's that. Here's that breaker. Do we have uh, an electric dryer? Uh, Yes. Here's that breaker. Um, Do we, but, oh, that's all I see. So I, I better be looking, I better see a gas stove when I get to the, get to the kitchen, because if there's an electric stove up there, it's wired improperly. So there is some of that stuff that goes on. Um, There is also, so so to answer part of your question was, um, is there a certain number of outlets that need to be there? By mm-hmm. current code standards, there is. Uh, each municipality has a has a different, you know, requirement. Um, I don't get into that just because the range of houses I see is so broad. It can be built in 1820 or it can be built in 2020. So um, I don't dip into codes and things like that. Um, I see, is there, is there enough to do what you want to do? So I might be looking at a house built in the thirties. I'll give you an example. Did a Mm -hmm. house two weeks ago, built in the thirties or forties. I think it was in the city of Rochester, no outlets over the countertops. There was one that was to the right hand of the sink, but there was no countertop underneath of it. So in that sense, I'm going to indicate in the report, I'm going to recommend you install additional outlets and receptacles because there's none in the kitchen to do what you want to do. You might be looking to plug in a coffee maker or a toaster or any of that stuff that we you know expect to do, um, and you might not be able to do it. So, so there is some of that, but I don't go into the fine details as far as you don't have six outlets, which is, which is, you know, current code standards. Okay. So, and stick, sticking with the appliances then, are you, I mean, I don't think you're, you're going to tell people like this dishwasher, when I ran it at this house, my God, the glasses that came out of here were sparkling. I, but are you guys, you running the appliances? I mean, you to check and see for plumbing and that type of thing. I, I test the functionality of them. I see if they respond to controls. It's a very basic um, check because there's a couple, well, there's a couple reasons. Number one, the, the, the overarching reason is that operation of, of appliances is outside the scope of New York state's standard operating procedure for a home inspection. Okay. So through, through the rules set forth in the state, if I run a dishwasher through a cycle and it leaks and it ruins the floor, I am now liable for that floor okay. because I went outside the scope of the standard operating procedure through New York state. So I check to see if it is, um, I check and see the drain and I run a couple of the buttons, make sure it works. Um, and that's kind of where it ends. Okay. The, the, the other reason is a lot can happen between a home inspection and you taking ownership and a traditional home inspection stance where 
someone is not not purchased a house yet, um, they might not be in that house for upwards of a month before you know they close and they and they move in. Yeah. So a lot of stuff can happen in between the home inspection and then. So I don't want to look at a, a, um, a washing machine and say this one's this one's good. You know, it's good to go. Um, and and then you get in and it leaks and then I'm liable for it. Um, and the, the third thing is they're mechanical devices, just like anything else. So they can fail kind of at any time. So, um, we do a general cursory look. Um, I do run the burners on, on, uh, a stove, uh, check all of those. Um, but that's, that's kind of where, where it ends. Gotcha. Yeah. I think you started to touch on it, but, um, maybe we should dig a little bit more into, um, kitchen exhaust. Yeah. <laughs> It's because I've, yeah, yeah, I've noticed um, I've been going to a lot more houses lately with people and I've been noticing some, some issues with it. So yeah. What, what do people need to be looking out for? Yeah. So they're generally internally vented or externally <laughs> vented um, and externally vented is usually preferred because mm-hmm. it's going to exhaust everything outside. So if you're, you know, if you're cooking salmon or something like that, you don't want your pillows to stink like salmon for the next week. You want it to be venting outside. Or if you got something really smoky, it's all going outside. Um, but the internal ones now have charcoal filters that that catch a lot of that, um, those VOCs and the uh, smoke and stuff like that and, and grease vapors. So they work pretty good too. But but I do check the functionality of all vents in, in a house. I've been noticing a lot. I mean, this is just probably the kitchens, you know, with the uh, stovetops are just a lot of definitely grease stains uh, on oh, the yeah. ceiling around those. So I was just yep. wondering, you know, what are, is that something to look out for to be worried about? Is that just a matter of cleaning those or could that yeah, be potentially be a really a big issue? It's, it's more aesthetic. <laughs> And from from what you know, I've seen, it's um, it can it can usually all be cleaned. Um, plumbing, we kind of touched on that, but uh, is there anything specific that uh, maybe people could be looking out for? Like I've heard, double trapping, um, yep. no good as far as under the sink. If you're if there is a, um, a garbage disposal, maybe look out for rust. Um, yep. Is there anything else like that that people might uh, should know about? There's there is one thing that I am always uh, vigilant of, which is what's called an air admittance valve. And sometimes you'll see them underneath um, sinks that have been like revamped. Um, what it is is it's a device that is going to allow air into the drain, but it's not going to allow anything out. So typically, this is installed when you are finding that you have a very slow drain it's not getting enough air to allow water through the drain and out of the house so this system it's just a little cap it sits on a vertical standpipe and um and that's gonna that's gonna allow the air in but they have they have a lifespan so they only last about five to eight years you know Mm -hmm where they can start to slow and fail altogether. And then that can end up giving you a slow drain or a non-functioning drain at the very worst of it. So if you see that, you just have to be vigilant and just keep an eye. And if you get 
drain problems, know that 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 could be you know your weak link in that chain. And sticking with plumbing, then um, galvanized pipes. Yeah, no bueno, just because very prone to corrosion. Like, yeah, I think I think people kind of see PVC and they're they I mean, I mean, it's the cheapest. Right. But I think people think like, oh, that's not good. But maybe they're like, oh, steel, that's good. But I feel like it might be the other way around. Am I wrong? Yeah. So if we're talking about drain lines, it's not as as much of a concern because okay. you, you can see metal. You can see cast iron, copper um galvanized drain lines um and i'm not overly concerned about that unless you see heavy corrosion they will start to form like a little blister on the exterior of it okay. if you start to see that that section probably should be replaced gotcha. um but if we're talking about water supply lines if you have galvanized lines plan on replacing them okay. uh, it is a matter of time before they will um just not work for you anymore so essentially what happens is um, they kind of work like arteries uh, because as the water runs through it, it will it will eat away the zinc coating, which makes it galvanized. And then you just have a steel pipe, steel rusts when mm-hmm. it's wet. So it begins to the, the interior of it, of the pipe begins to shrink. Mm-hmm. So you lose water pressure over time until it pretty much stops altogether. Okay. So. If you have water supply lines that are galvanized, plan on on replacing them. Okay. Um, garbage disposals. Is there anything people should be looking out for with those? I don't even know what is what is like a shelf life of a of a garbage disposal. Oh, it depends a lot. They're just on know, usage. Yeah, I think so. Okay. If you keep them clean, um, there's also like very good ones and. Cheap ones, yeah, you know, so you can get ones that have like uh, two two cutting wheels in them, so it grinds everything up thinner, and you know, it, it goes through your pipes better. And okay, you know, they're they're just like anything else, but we we check them. You know, I always run them, make sure that they sound good. Like, I cannot tell you how many times I run a garbage disposal, and there's like just a pile of change in it or something <laughs> it's like, and it just rattles and shakes and it's awful or a spoon you know like i've seen whole spoons in there before mm-hmm. so you know you, you can get all kinds of stuff down there gotcha um is there i think we covered a lot here is there anything else you want to touch on before we we close up shop here is i i guess um like eat-in kitchens have become are pretty popular around here especially yeah. in rochester is there is there anything people should be overly concerned about? Is there, I mean, if you're eating in the kitchen, does it, you know, is there anything they people should be uh, more nervous about? I don't even know. I don't think so. Um, you know, I, I'd, I would say on your, on your house, your, your home search. Um, the other thing to be looking out at for, and you know, it's again, it's top of mind for most people is the floors in the kitchen. Yeah. Um, if they're really uneven, um, if they're warped and damaged, you know, the floor in the kitchen gets probably the most wear out of the whole house, uh, aside from like an entry door or something like that. So keep, keep an eye out on that stuff. Okay. Well, thank you, Justin. Appreciate you. Yes, sir.
Thank you, everybody, for listening to the House School Podcast. You can uh, you can catch uh, Justin at All County Home Inspections. Uh, any questions you have, you can send his way. Absolutely. Any real estate related stuff, I'm here to help. Shane Allen from uh, Keller Williams, the NTV Terra team. We'll catch you next time on House School Podcast. Like, subscribe. I don't know what you're doing, how you're listening to this, if you haven't done those things. So if you leave us a review, that's I've heard that's actually really helpful as well. It helps um, a lot. Yeah. So all the home inspectors out there that are listening right now, just know that I care about your safety. But if you don't leave us a review, you're dead to me. Okay? <laughs> you're getting fleas. You're getting fleed for sure.